1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with two-time Super Bowl winner Carl
0: Banks in the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants, Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks, and uh, Carl the Giants get their seventh win of the season against the Houston Texans. And then you couple that with Philadelphia losing on Monday night football. And voila, we got meaningful football down the stretch. The Giants are a game out in the NFC East. They have to play Philadelphia two times yet. They got to play Washington two more times. And the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And uh, man, this is getting interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is fun. I think uh, Giants fans would sign up for this. Uh, last January, any day, like if you th- if you told them they're in the mix, mix, uh, not just improving, but they are legitimately in the mix, you'd sign up for it. And, you know, I think when we look at these home games, the giant fans are reciprocating for the effort and the performance that these players have put forth. They have made, dif- the fans have made differences at key moments in the game.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, kudos, Giants fans. Those that are at the game, you guys are doing a great job. I mean, look at the fall starts we've seen, delay of game penalties, yeah. you know, the the plays coming in, quarterbacks trying to communicate at the line of scrimmage, and, you know, there's confusion, and next thing you know, they're either using a timeout or they're taking a delay of game or they're rushing a play. Uh, which is causing a false start. So, yes, Giants fans definitely deserve some credit here. And Coach Dable told us that yesterday when we talked to him. It's duly noted by the coaches and the players. What's going on in the stands?
1: Yeah, that Airbnb is off the market now. I think uh, they, they've they made that Giants stadium. That house is now a home, and uh, the fans have been just incredible.
0: You know, the Giants were one of 12 teams going into this weekend that had trailed in all eight or nine of their games, depending on how many they played. You know, teams had buys and stuff. And um, they were the only team that had a winning record. And for the first time this season, the Giants played a game in which they never trailed in. Now, you and I said in the lead-up to this game, one of the things we'd like to see was for the Giants to – sort of have a firm grasp on the game. Did Houston make it interesting at times? Of course. But it really felt like in this game, Carl, that the Giants were not losing this football game.
1: No, it was just that they kept them around long enough that Houston would get a play here or there, right? And it would take a failure of of large proportion for Houston to pull the game out. And that would have been embarrassing for the Giants. so, listen... The Giants did what they were supposed to do. Another thing worth pointing out, too, new coaching staff, um, they came out of the bye week as good as any team. Like, they were fresh. They, like, the the first quarter of football, 3-3 three, three and outs, right? They were. They just established themselves. Now, I got a little sloppy as games get sometimes, but the one thing I was looking for, Okay, new staff. How is Dable going to handle these guys during the break? Coming off the break, they came out extremely focused, and the coach said that he saw that in pregame warmups. He saw how focused his team was, and and that makes it a lot easier uh, for any coaching staff when you can go through uh, those pregame warmups or those Friday practices and feel good going into the game.
0: Dexter Lawrence is having a monster season. And couple that with when Leonard Williams is healthy because Leonard Williams is one of those guys that does a lot of things that don't show up on a stat sheet. Now, I know two and a half years ago he, or two years ago, he had 11 and a half sacks, um, which was a career high for him. But he's one of those he's one of those players that doesn't accumulate tangible numbers that show, but is so important. And now having Leonard Williams back, and Dexter Lawrence together, and Dexter Lawrence helping Leonard Williams out, uh, that's a formidable duo on the inside. And, and then you see a guy like Henry Mondo signed off the practice sure. squad who comes in and makes an impact right away because yeah. those two guys are balling.
1: Yeah, and, and that makes it so much difficult, more difficult for offenses to really try to deal with the pressure packages that Wink Martindale brings he's got a rotation of outside rushers right then he brings safeties so if you're trying to uh add another guy to block a blitzer on the outside and you got those two guys Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams who can win individually up in the middle it makes it tough to block Wink's defense and you know as it relates to Dexter Lawrence I call him I'm now calling him a menace to society on the football field <laughs> with he a is smile a straight, with he, a smile yes and he does a sexy dance too so he is he's literally a menace to society when he's out there on the field because he just wreaks havoc leonard williams i don't think is 100 healthy i think he's getting there uh but watch his numbers start to go up this second half of the season too because if you got to dedicate resources to dexter lawrence you're basically setting yourself up for failure because Leonard Williams is that guy as well. So uh, it's fun watching uh, how this defense operates and the leverage points that they create just by having guys who can win individual matchups.
0: You know, the other thing, Carl, that I thought about is, so Rodarius Williams... He's been on injury reserve basically since training camp started, but he came off. So his 21, his 21 day window is ticking. Lemieux is already into his 21 day window. Mm-hmm. I'll put Rodarius Williams on the side. Cause he's, he's kind of an unknown quantity, right? Yeah. But if you start thinking about it, like they're seven and two with the potential to be getting some quality players back soon. I mean, if, I mean, Oziz Ojalary's been dealing with this calf all year, but if they can get that right, and I think probably putting him on injured reserve was a smart move uh, so that he's not trying to push each week mm-hmm. and let this thing calm down. And if they can, if, if that gets under control and you lob him into the mix, O'Shane Simmons has played well. Um, They get Pert back. They get Gates back. You start adding Lemieux back into the mix, and suddenly this offensive line, which kind of looked paper thin, Mm -hmm. now you start adding guys into the mix that have legitimate NFL playing experience and are guys that can win and help you. Well,
1: what it does also down the stretch, Bob, it gives you depth, quality depth where – Uh, We've seen in the past, is not just with the Giants, and we're currently seeing it in the NFL, teams start to thin out late in the year. They lose key players, and uh, they've got to scramble to try to find guys. The Giants had a lot of guys that either started the season injured that were counted on or that have have experience um, that are now returning, like Nick Gates. Like Matt Pert, like Shane Lemieux, those guys, and then again, Ojolari, when he gets back, right? Uh, I didn't even. Wrote, you know who
0: I didn't even mention? What was that? Duh. How about Evan Neal? He's not Evan playing. Evan Neal, yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Um, what a doofus I so am. So
1: those are kind of the hidden. Um, I don't want to say advantages, but hidden assets that they can now start to look at how they want to continue to impose their style of play. And that's, and we're going to get to that because I got to get this thing off my chest, but you know, this parade of elephants or parade of rhino uh configurations that they put out there. I love
0: it. I love can it. Be
1: intimidating, man. I mean, it's like, um, let me just get this off my chest now because go ahead why not People this is been... our show
0: They're, don sperling's not yeah, telling us, trying, oh, you can't go uh, there right now
1: yeah no 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 i i just i just wanted to build to it but fuck it um this this not this notion that what the giants are doing is not sustainable oh you just can't keep running the football no oh, yes you can wait a minute hold on News flash, folks. 90% of the teams that won this weekend, including last night, had over oh, 150 no, wow. yards running the football. You want me to tell you why it works, folks? Is because everybody bought into the notion, oh, it's a passing league. And they only cite three or four quarterbacks, Mahomes and uh Josh Allen. And the kid in, in, in uh, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, those guys air it out, right? Well, those guys got personnel to do that. Yeah, It would be foolhardy for any coach to say, you know what? We don't have to, but we're going to throw the ball 45 times a game just so that we can be in vogue with what the league says. Smart organizations, people. They focus on their strengths. Smart coaches focus on their strengths. You cook what's in the refrigerator or you don't
0: eat in this league. Hey, Simple look, is that? A, a perfect example. Why does Tennessee win the division every year? Number one seed. Last year, the number one seed. And Derrick Henry was hurt, but they still ran the ball. Like, they run the ball. I think the weekend the Giants beat the Bears. I did a little research for my Sirius XM NFL radio show and that weekend there were, I think six teams that ran the ball for 189 yards or more mm-hmm. and all six teams won. Yeah. All six of them won. And, and, yeah. and, and, and Carl, I think it's to your point too. It's, it's called the counter move in the sense that as the league has evolved to become a very much of a passing league and all the rules are bent that way and the fast break offense. So what are teams doing? They're looking for fast inside backers. They're looking for sideline teams. are playing uh, the big nickel more uh, to deal with tight ends and all that other stuff. And they're constantly subbing out with extra DBs and stuff. So what are teams doing? They're like, okay, Let's put three offensive linemen on the field sure. as tackle eligible and let's pound the living crap out of them. Yeah. And listen,
1: you know, I I I've had things to say about uh Tay Crowder at times, and he play, he's he's playing so much better now. Uh, Jalen Smith, sideline to sideline guys, but they're not unique. Like you get one of those big linemen on, and you saw it last night against Philadelphia. Uh, you see it now where they they put an extra lineman in there and they get to the second level and you have guys who are not accustomed to taking on blocks. So by the time they spot the ball, you're second and three, second and five. And Dallas is no different either. Now Michael Parsons is a real linebacker, but uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, you often see him, he's not a small guy, but he's play he plays a certain style, right? Um, You'll see him velcroed onto a lineman, and by the time the running back is down, he's getting up off the bottom of the pile as if he was the guy that got tackled. I mean, it is, it is, you know, we we romanticize the passing game, the quarterback position, all of this stuff, right? We'll get into the season of oh, this guy is the next franchise quarterback because you better be able to run the football and there's a premium on it. And this trend is not going to change over the next couple of years. So all of the folks who were discounting running backs, right. And saying, well, it's the quarterback. That's the franchise. Look around the league. There are about five of them, five franchise quarterbacks. And I put the fifth guy in there is in Jacksonville. Cause he's coming the rest of the league, right. 27 other teams, 25 other teams, they all like the Giants. They wish they had a running game. Uh, What is Geno Smith right now? Excellent. Why? Because they run the football and he's a competent passer. He's more than a competent passer. But this is the best you've seen Geno Smith look in a long time, right? They can pass the ball with him if they need to, but they got a running game that gives them the balance that they need to run the offense on their terms. And he's got resources. He's got Lockett and he's got Metcalf there, right? A lot of teams don't. A lot of teams say, okay, this is what we got. I guess we're not eating this week because we have ingredients, you know, to, to, to make a fancy meal. Well, you got to make with what you got. And right. that's what the Giants are doing. A lot of teams are, that are, are successful right now are doing that. You know, the whole in Denver, let Russ cook thing. If they ain't running, Russ ain't cooking.
0: Correct. And they ain't running. Um, I'll give you a which is why Tampa and the Rams have not scored this year. They don't run the ball. But they, Tampa ran it this past weekend in Germany, which then opened up their offense. Um, yep. The other thing I was thinking about is this, and, and why I find it very, very smart of Dable and Kafka and the staff to kind of come up with this concept of using... Jack Anderson, Pert, and Gates as tight ends. Think about this, right? So, normally you got your tight end. So the 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 Jason Witten, Mark Bavaro, Gronkowski, Heath Miller, I'm talking about guys that were big time threats in the passing game but also were very good blockers as part mm-hmm. of the running game. Heath Miller used to play for the Steelers. I thought he was one of the best. I thought Witten was Fantastic and Gronk, Gronk, and Bavaro, even Belichick till this day. Waxes poetically about him. Um, but most of your tight ends are now more pass catchers, and then you fill the rest of your roster out with a second tight end who's the blocking tight end. Sure. And then if you have a third tight end, he's that H back blocking tight end kind of guy, right? Well, they can be reluctant. I mean, they're going to get in there and get their nose dirty and be reluctant uh, or be willing, but maybe not as efficient. So now why don't you just tack on 80 more pounds to each guy and guys who make their living and have made their living blocking in the run game and bowling people over and pulling his guards and all that other stuff. If I'm a defensive player, you know, I'll I'll take on the blocking tight end. Now, I got to take yeah. on three, 30 pounds more, 40 pounds more, at f- probably 50 pounds more. Yeah, they're all over 300. They're 315, 320. What's the blocking tight end? 265? 265, and your edge rushers are probably 255 nowadays, right? So now, all of a sudden, you got three dudes coming at you that this is what they do for a living. They're not thinking in their brain, man, I wish I, they'd throw me the ball. They're yeah. in there to eat people up. Yeah. I'd hate to be a defensive player looking at that thing. And you know what?
1: John Harbaugh is saying you're welcome. Because for as much as, you know, people said their offense wasn't sustainable. Just look at the elements that other teams are starting to employ. You know, big offensive lineman as fullback or offensive lineman type as fullback. A focus on running, controlling the line of scrimmage, and then getting into your passing game. Um, You know, which takes us to the uh, counter of a good running game. It should be a great passing game or a really good passing game, play action passing game. And that's where you look at a team like the San Francisco 49ers. They marry their run, pass, looks together. The... uh, Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniels does that well there. Um, The Giants have, well, Darius Slayton has to continue to do what he's doing because he is the difference maker at the wide receiver position. He flips the field. He can can run by you. He's making big plays, big catches. And he runs good routes. And he runs good routes. And he draws pass interferences so he can get you chunk yards just by being on the field available, uh, catching when they throw it to him or drawing a pass interference. He drew another pass interference this past weekend. There are other role players on this team. Just catch the ball. Keep the chains moving. You're not behind the chains a lot, which is a beautiful thing for this offense. Um, But. The guy who, again, and that listen. I've been super supportive.
0: Um, Can you hold that thought for a second? Yeah, I know yeah. where you're going, but hold that thought. Basketball's back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. See, that's what's called the tease in the broadcast business. There we go. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends. Bet online. Continued source for all sports wagering info. BetOnline features live betting-free contests, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. NBA, NHL, NFL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join. Receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use the promo code BELIEVE. If you don't know how to spell it by now, you're missing something. B-L-E-A-V. To get your free rewards, bet online where the game starts. And in fact, if you go to the Believe website or something, I mean, they got the they got the tell a friend T shirts. Hmm. We're not getting a taste of that at this point, which we got to talk to our bosses about. But anyway, we, yeah. yeah, that's another story. But yeah. let's get let's get into. uh, You were heading toward number nineteen. That's where you were going here. Yeah.
1: So listen, you know, I've 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 been supportive of Kenny Galladay. And he's clearly going through some type of block in his head. Like I get the criticism. Well, he's not, he can't run by anybody anymore. He never really could, but he could get vertical. Um, But when they scheme you open on a crossing route and they put, put it on you, I mean, put it on you, on you.
0: I mean, that's a 20 yard pickup.
1: Yeah. You got to catch it. Right. And I get, the fans frustration in the booze, but I'm going to just say this. I don't think it's even, it's, it's not helpful, you know, uh, because he ain't trying to drop the ball, right? He's not trying to drop the ball. He didn't forget how to catch folks. And I, again, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I get it. I know why you're frustrated, uh, but I, I, he's clearly got to work through some things and I hope he does. Cause it's almost uh, and not almost, I feel bad for him.
0: Like, I'm too. not
1: trying to make him a sympathetic figure here because it is a results-oriented business, but I think we are at a point now, folks. We got to be encouraging this guy because at some point this season they're gonna need it. He's got to, you know?
0: yeah, and, and and Carl, there's got to be—he's a professional athlete who was a Pro Bowler in 2019. He had 1,190 yards and 11 touchdowns Mm -hmm. last year in 14 games, only 37 catches, no touchdowns, whatever. I know he's getting paid and he's getting paid a lot of money, but folks, you do have to remember one thing. These are human beings. I mean, he's a 28 year old person that you don't get to this level without having a certain with, without pride and being competitive. You don't make it through that funnel of the kids that started playing peewee football to get here. He's got two catches for 22 yards. It's got to be God awful embarrassing. And that had to be so embarrassing the other day for him. Like he cares. He doesn't not care. He's not an asshole.
1: You know, I, I could, you know, I could get it if he was a jerk. Like he's, he's a quiet guy. Um, but he's not a confrontational guy. And I can tell you, there is something, there's a block somewhere, right? And as giant fans, as supportive as you've been in this uh this season, and as helpful as you've been in this season for these players, give him support. Um, I again, I'll say it again. It is a results-oriented business, and his job is to catch footballs, right? I said the same thing about
0: Darius Slayton. If you guys recall, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of similarities because Slayton there, couldn't catch a cold during training yeah, camp. Yeah,
1: and and
0: he he didn't
1: forget how to catch. I said the same thing about Darius Slayton. You gotta you gotta support him when everybody's saying, no, "Oh, they're gonna cut him. He's not gonna make team." I said. He's going to get it together. And it, this is this is something I think as giant fans, you got to be support. Whatever you can get out of him. And I said it last week, give me your best self, Kenny Galladay. And I think you guys as fans can help him, right? I get the frustration. I'm frustrated too. But he ain't forget how to catch the football. He may not be able to run by you like Darius Slayton, but that's why Slayton's on the field. Right. But he felt worse than you guys can imagine dropping that crossing route.
0: Yeah. And then getting good news benched. is,
1: right. Good news is he didn't cost him a game with that. I'm just saying, he's not a bad guy. Don't treat him like a piece of shit. Right. Be encouraging. You give the, the essence of fandom, okay, is the emotion that you guys uh, express. I get it. I was frustrated when I saw the drop as well, right? But once you get that off your chest, you gotta give him that emotional pat on the back and say, let's go, God it. Like we believe in you, go, believe in yourself because there's something going on in the pressure of like, I can't drop this one because everybody's on my case. As Giant fans, I'm asking, I'm imploring you to give him the energy he needs. I know you guys said, what is he giving us? Well, he's on your roster, right? And he did not forget how to catch footballs. It's, it's something going on. And I think the more support he can get overtly from this fan base, the better he's going to feel about getting back on track. And it's not whatever it is. Like I said, I said the same thing about Darius Slayton you know, Slayton wasn't the same since that Monday night game and he finally got it back and he's on track and he's contributing.
0: Yeah. And, and listen, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him this week. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going against his former team. He's going to want to show out. He's going to want to make plays. I I hope, I hope early in the game they could get him get him a ball. Maybe, maybe they can design something, a hitch or something like that. Just get the ball in his hands and, let him get going, even if it's a six yard pickup, just to like build a little confidence in him. Because you're right. I think for this team to be successful, and listen, fans keep feeding up, filling up our timelines with the same thing. You know, they got to get rid of him. They got rid of Tony. They got to get, they can't get rid of him. They're not cutting him because the salary cap ramifications and implications are too great. Okay. There's nothing you could do about the deal that the team signed him to under the previous regime. He's not getting cut fans you you sending me these tweets, the trading deadline passed. They're not trading him. They can't trade him. And they're not going to just cut him. Okay. He's not getting cut. Right. And the thing is,
1: stop focusing on how much money he made. If he were starting this league and he made minimum wage and he performed like this, you'd be just as upset, right? You wouldn't say, well, he's making X amount of money. You'd still be upset. My point to you is, the way this team is constructed, it's going to be all hands on deck every week. And the more options they have, the better their chances are at winning football games and getting closer to the thing that you fans never thought they could do this year. None of us is get into the playoffs. So now is the time to circle the wagons around Kenny Galladay, rally him. He's going to make mistakes. The problem is he's not having enough opportunities to erase those mistakes because with this giant offense, the margin of error is so slim. They got to go to the next thing to get back on track or not fall behind schedule. Rally around this dude because if the Giants can get up a couple scores in the game, you won't notice that miss, right? Because you'll have another opportunity. But right now, they got to keep it going. Right. And they're not focusing on one guy because they can't afford to to be in a position where teams can say, "Okay, here comes this play. Here comes that play. Like last year, you knew what was coming. Right. Um, But just listen, he's not an asshole. Um, I get it. I'm frustrated, too. But I clearly know that there is a block that you guys can help this young man with. and rally like be frustrated but give him a pat on the back you know afterwards scream and then pat him on the back and say let's fucking go because he's he's a guy that you're gonna need and he is not a bad person right and though he's playing uh below what the expectations are he's not a bad football player he's not washed as i say but he's got you know it's a result oriented business and he's got to take advantage of open, open opportunities, which he had, let's just put that on the table, but let's not boo him out of here, man. Cause he's not that he's not that kid.
0: And the one thing I love about Dable and this organization, the way they're running things now is they're doing the meritocracy game. And I think that opens up a lot of eyes within the locker room. And I think it creates a trust factor with the entire team. Dable has been very consistent about it with his coaching staff and with the media and with the players and everything else. It's like, Hey, get opportunities. If you don't seize your opportunities, someone else is going to get an opportunity. If they take advantage of their opportunity, they're going to get more snaps and you got to earn it. And we've seen, we've seen guys lose snaps yeah, and then earn snaps back. Yeah. Darius Slayton is the poster child for that mm-hmm. in 2022 for the New York giants. I mean, the poster child for it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. We'll we'll get into a preview a little bit later in the week. Uh, we got another one that we're going to drop. Would you uh, have anything else you want to get off your chest here?
1: No, that's it. I just had to get that off my chest. And you know, folks, uh, don't don't complain about how your team wins when you don't acknowledge how your team wins. You know, they're they're winning the way they're supposed to win, not some Madden game where they air it out as someone on my timeline. said, they need to air it out more. Why?
0: They can't air it out more. Don't say that, Bob. Oh, by the way, there was one giant fan. She kept filling up my timeline during the game and then afterwards about, where's the RPOs? Where's the... Every game is different. Every game they have a different game plan. Seattle figured out the Daniel Jones naked boot. The Giants are now probing in other areas. You will see it again when it is appropriate and when there's a matchup that right. it makes sense. But if in they can just
1: pound the rock, yeah, stop. And teams legislate against certain things, but you want to know where the RPO was? The RPO was the the uh Saquon Barkley 27-yard run. You'll see that. On our building blocks on the Coach Dable show later on this week. Well, because Daniel Jones faked the bootleg, he pulled two defenders out of the linebacker position, which enabled Saquon Barkley to go the other way for 27 yards. That's RPO, also.
0: Great. We got a. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that person back and say watch the Coach Dable show on MSG, and you can watch the segments on. Giants.com. All right, Carl, uh, how do we like to end this thing? Tell a friend to tell a friend and stop bootlegging our (laughs) t-shirts. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I love it. We're going to be back later in the week with a preview of the lions, maybe even a special guest, if we could work it out. So for Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa. Thanks for joining us for this edition of believe in giants.